welcome to Good News. <laughs> Sounded like I was going, yeah. <laughs> I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. How's it going? Hope you are all well, healthy, and having a good day. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Rhymes. Hey, so I wanted to start with this. Okay. So I heard this guy, Andy Slavitt, who was the head of Medicare under President Obama. And he was talking about everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he posed this question to the listeners. How do you want to have spent this time? When you look back on this, how do you want to remember this period of our lives? Yeah. Do you want to remember it as being a time that you helped others, that you brought soup to your neighbors yeah. or left unused groceries outside? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, a time that you truly helped others around you and grew uh, yourself? Yeah. Um, or shared your light. And every every single person has, you know, we always talk about mm-hmm. their own superpowers, whether it's like being an artist or whatever your profession is or mm-hmm. a good listener or reading to your elders yep. or something like that. Yep. Yep. That's really nice. It is. And, and once you can truly answer that question, I think that this, you could have a new perspective on mm-hmm. things. I think it's good also, I mean, even beyond during this pandemic, sure. I think that it's really a great thought or question mm-hmm. how do you want to spend this time whenever you're in a certain situation or a tough situation it's like there's always two different roads you can go on right. and like it's kind of like okay i have there's only so much i can control mm-hmm. what i can control you know what can i do with what i can right right exactly totally yeah totally, <laughs> that totally, makes totally. sense yes <laughs> and on top of all of that he talked about appreciation and yeah. that's something that you and I we we've always been very appreciative but yeah. now more than ever yeah. every piece of food in that kitchen for every sip of water from this glass yeah every piece of toilet paper during that poop <laughs> is truly yeah. appreciated yeah definitely or even I mean we've talked about this already on other episodes but our balcony we didn't really appreciate it 100%. as much and I mean yeah it would be nice to have a backyard but you know, we're grateful we have a balcony and yep. we can get some sun a couple hours a day. Yep, yep. So, yeah, being just grateful yep. is important. No, And no, no matter, like, you know, actually, I had somebody reach out to me today. I, I Actually, I, I didn't tell you. It was a nice woman. She reached mm-hmm. out to me today. And um, one of the things I told, she was having a rough day. Mm-hmm. And something that just helps is just to be grateful. And it doesn't have to be something huge. It can be even something, I mean, it is big. I was about to say, like, being being thankful for your eyesight. Right. Like, something like that, you know? Flips your perspective Um, Flips your perspective, yeah. So I think, thank you for bringing that quote. I think it's a great uh, question. And Yeah, I appreciated that he posed that question to the listeners, and so I just wanted to give that back to all of you in case anybody needed it. Uh, There you go. Thank you. So on to the good news. Oh, no, no. Challenges. Challenges. Yeah. Challenges. <laughs> what do you got for this week? Well, I was going to do push-ups this past week, and I didn't do it. Be- I'm going <laughs> to... I know you don't... You're not a big excuse fan, but can I... Yeah, my wrist d- did hurt you, this you, week. Yes. Because yeah, you, you draw like crazy. I, yeah, I was having a flare up and my wrist was hurting. But I will say that I'm not going to use it as an excuse because even if my wrist wasn't hurting, yeah. I don't know if I would have done the push-ups just because I know myself and yeah. they're not my favorite. Um, so for this coming up week, mm-hmm. I am going to do 100 sit-ups a day. Nice. I'm going to try. That's 700 sit-ups in a week. 
Yes. You're going to be ripped. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, um, and then you, your challenge went great. Yeah, I did my, I, I wanted to do a thousand pushups in a week. I did it. It's 150 a day. It's great. Um, Nicely so done. I haven't put any thought into what I'm going to do for the next week, but you can up your pushups, do like 200 a day. Done. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you want to get to the good news? Yeah. Anything else you want to throw in before we get to the good news? Um, should we do good news oh. in our own lives? What were you going to say? Well, actually, it sort of what? goes hand in hand with that. Oh, I was going to bring up the giving tree. Oh, yeah. Do we, we want to talk about the giving tree right now? Yeah, why not? So, it, have yeah. we talked about it? I don't even know if we've talked about it on here. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if it's on Monday or Wednesday, but we did bring up that we, Joey and I, are going to be collaborating on reading a children's book um, and recording it for mothers, children, teachers, mm-hmm. for anybody that wants to just read along with us. Yep. and. Our favorite book is The Giving Tree. At least it's one of my favorites. One of your favorites, too. Yep. Yep. Um, so we recorded that this week. We recorded it. We uh, edited a video for it. And right now, the music is being added to it by Phil Stevens, who does the music for our podcast. Phil, you're awesome. Phil, you're awesome. We are so freaking excited to put this out for you guys. I know. Oh, man. I know. I'm so excited. And uh, the, Joey's voices when it comes to... Because for you guys that haven't read The Giving Tree in a while, the boy grows throughout the whole book and he turns into like a little old man towards the end. And Joey voices every single stage in this boy's it's life. very fun. And you did such a great job. I mean, the old man. I mean... Can I just say perfection. you as the tree? <laughs> I, mean, I just sound like myself. No, I mean, I, heard, I don't know if this is true. I just heard that there was... There's some Oscar buzz for your voice <laughs> acting. I don't know. I don't know. No. There's whispers for, of a uh-huh. possible award, but I don't. Mm. I don't want to speculate. Um, but no, 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 no. <laughs> but um, we're very excited to share it. Uh, it should be out this week, beginning of yeah. this week. Yeah, we'll have it YouTube, Instagram. Well, maybe on my site. We'll figure it out. We'll yeah. let you guys know. Yes. Um, all right. So should we dive into good news? Are you ready? I'm ready. So. An Ohio family struggling with quarantine life. A family that lives in Ohio? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A family that lives in Ohio is struggling with quarantine life and has come up with a creative way to safely socialize. Okay. The Roosh family. I hope I'm saying that right. Roosh. Roosh? Roosh? I'm going with Roosh. Uh, The Roosh family, Corinne and Matt... And their two children, Charlie, eight years old, and Luetta, six years old, were missing social interaction and wondered if there was a way that they could still communicate with friends and neighbors while making it safe. And they did. did drive through chat. So their house sits in the middle of a U-shaped driveway. Mm-hmm. So they decided to make use of it and create a drive-up where people can pull in one side of their driveway the one that has a sign, a big sign that says drive through chat 11 to 3, enter here. Oh, my God, that's so cute. So cute. I'll show you a picture with the two kids outside. They're very cute. And you pull up to the middle of the driveway where the house is, mm-hmm. and that's where, that's where their living room is. Okay. And so they open their living room window, and, and their house is a good distance away from the driveway. Oh, okay. And in the window sits the family. So people pull up. Oh my it's God. It's like a drive-thru. That is so funny. So they probably, like their drive-thru is probably like 
Those that are like a U shape. That's what I said. Oh. It's a, it's a, <laughs> did I miss that? Did I not say it? Maybe you did and my brain was... Let me go back for a second. I'm going to reread this because uh, maybe I totally missed it. No, you probably just I didn't. probably missed it. Okay, here we go. Their house sits in the middle of a U-shaped driveway. So they decided to make use of it. Did I no, read yeah, that already? You did, you did. I forgot. I'm going to keep going though. Okay, they go. Sa- they... They decided to make use of it and create a drive up where people can pull up on one side of their driveway. The one that has a sign that says drive through 11 to 3, enter here. They pull up to the living room window. That's a good distance away from the house. And there sits the family looking out from the open window in the living room. That is great. Cars, bikers, walkers, anybody's welcome. Uh, They've had breakfast, coffee, lunch with family and friends. And they say it's getting them through this time. Oh, my god! And they've had visitors from local police to the kids' teachers to neighbors they've never met before. Oh, my goodness. Pulling through their drive-thru to say hi and chat for a little bit just to have that human-to-human interaction. Wow. Corinne and Matt said their kids were getting way too much screen time and the kids were missing face-to-face interactions as well, uh-huh. maybe even more than the parents. And the kids set up all their little dolls and stuffed animals uh-huh. in the window too. So when you pull up, like you're greeted by all their faces in the in the open window, and then this uh, like ledge uh-huh. with all these little uh, stuffed animals. Oh my god, that, <laughs> that is, is so, so cute. cute! And they have a sign on the front window that says "Stop and Beep," mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter, you know, what room of the house they're in if they're not at the window already. Yeah. Um, if they hear the beep, they all come running down and they assume their position in oh the window. Oh my God, that is so cute. Because maybe some time goes by from 11 to 3 that nobody's there, so they yeah. go do other things. But if they yeah. hear the beep, beep, they go run into the window. Oh my God, that is so cute. Is that great? Yeah. Um, so that's how they're, you know, when they, when that family looks back at this time that's mm-hmm. their story to tell yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. story that they're going to be able to tell that is, how they spent this it's so creative yeah. it's such a fun creative creative idea yeah i i love how creative people are becoming all right moving on to the next story so the new england patriots do you know who that is yeah don't they always win the super bowl they do yeah uh, they've been in the news a lot lately because they are not bringing tom brady back Okay. So Why? They, did did, he... they didn't re-sign him because oh. he's, he's getting older and he uh-huh. costs a lot of money, so they let him go. So they've been in the news a lot for that. So uh-huh. they might not have their MVP quarterback anymore, but at least they're getting points in the karma department. The Patriots team has just flown to China, picked up 1.2 million N95 masks, and landed back in Boston. With those masks. Oh, that's so nice. So here's the story. So the governor of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which I always have trouble saying, Massachusetts. You said you said it perfectly. Nice. The governor of Massachusetts had to figure out another way to get equipment mm-hmm. that his state needs, like face masks. So he got in touch with Robert Kraft, who is the owner of the New England Patriots, and the two partnered up to help purchase the 1.2 million masks. And the Patriots provided their ginormous Patriot team plane to Uh, fly from Boston to China, pick up the 1.2 million masks, and fly back to Boston with them. 
Um, wow. It sounds like, okay, what's the big deal? I mean, that's they, a long trip, first off. Exactly. And on top <laughs> of that, there were so many hurdles that they faced in trying to make this happen in terms yeah. of landing the plane in China during all of this. Yeah. They were given strict guidelines that they had to negotiate for. Mm -hmm. There were all these rules and guidelines with time. They, they could only, they only had a certain amount of time to load the plane. Yeah. Uh, they could only have certain people work on it. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Even the owner of this Patriot team that's been through a lot. Yeah. Scandals, everything said this was like the toughest thing he's ever had to hurdle. Oh my God. They've been through like the, the ringer, you know, people hate the Patriots. I didn't know that. It's a, yeah, it's, a whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, but anyway, they did it. They overcame all the hurdles, and the uh, Massachusetts governor didn't stop there. He is sharing 300,000 masks to New York, where obviously they are needed more than anywhere else. Wow. So this governor, you know, fended for his state. He fought for the equipment that his state needed. Wow. And then decided to share with his neighboring state and... Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, yeah, I, that is amazing. Yeah, one point two million masks. Instead of saying, "Oh, sorry, we don't have that many," just try yeah, to figure it out. He he came up with a solution. Exactly. The, you know, the governors, the state governors, aren't getting any help from the federal government. They're mm -hmm. told to fend for themselves, and and uh, Charlie Baker, uh, he did, and yeah. he provided masks for his state and for New York because of it. So that is so great. It's good to see that. Thanks, Charlie. It's good. It's good to see that. Thanks, Governor Charlie. Uh, and the Patriots. And the Patriots. All right. You want the next story? Yes, please. Okay, so I told the story last week of Geneva Wood, the 90-year-old Washington State yes. woman who was recovering from a stroke mm -hmm. at a life care center at the beginning of this year. Update. Yay. Update time. It's not much, but I thought I would just bring her up. Okay. Uh, so, And I'll just do a quick uh, recap, just mm -hmm. in case. So I told a story about Geneva Wood, 90-year-old Washington State woman who was recovering from a stroke at a life care center at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. She was on her way to recovery. She had to relearn how to do everything. Yeah. Uh, and she was doing it. Mm -hmm. And she was doing great. And she was all set, ready to be released in the end of February, beginning of March. And she slipped and fell and broke her hip. Yeah. Uh, and she had to extend her stay at the care center. And unfortunately, that was the care center that uh, was hit really hard with coronavirus in the state of Washington. Mm. And on top of that, she was diagnosed with COVID-19. So on top 90 of... 90 years old. On top of being 90, on top of having a stroke, on top of learning everything again and breaking her hip, she then was diagnosed with COVID-19. She overcame it all. Amazing. She did it. She survived. And she is now uh, being taken care of at her daughter's house. If you want to hear the full detailed story, it's on last week's Good News episode. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring her up because I know she became a favorite amongst the listeners. Yeah. And so I just wanted to bring her up and say I checked up on the story. She's doing well. She's, uh, you know, she's saying that to everybody, you know, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep, uh, keep living for the people who love you. That is so and, sweet. And uh, she's just awesome. Yeah. So I have a new one. New what? A new similar story. Okay. Let's kind of similar. I don't have as many details at all, but I just thought this was worth bringing up here because um, a 101-year-old Italian man <laughs> referred to as Mr. P, that's it, who was born in 1919. 
Wow. At the time of the 1918 pandemic, which I was, was about going to say on, the pandemic was 1919. Exactly. Until 1923 ish or something. 20, 20. I think it was 18 to 20. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I saw somebody talk about it that survived it, and he said that. 1922-23 was when people started getting back to normal. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the pandemic technically lasted until 20, but I see, I see yeah, what you yeah, mean. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he survived that, which, you know, 50 million people did not yeah. survive that. He did at, you know, one years old, but yeah, he did. Uh, and he was living in Italy during the Holocaust as an Italian Jew, and oh he my. survived. Oh, my gosh. And here he was. 101 years old, diagnosed with coronavirus, and made it. Amazing. I don't have any details about it whatsoever. I don't even have his name. Nobody does. All we have is Mr. P. So, Mr. P, we love you, buddy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Mr. P is, uh, is a survivor. And speaking of Mr. P, I wanted to take this time to give a quick birthday shout-out Henry Dowman. Henry Dowman. Great friend of ours. Henry Dowman turned 87 Seven. today. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, Henry. Happy birthday, Henry. Henry was a guest of the show back in June. Yeah, I actually have a picture of uh, Joey, Henry, and I there right here. There it is. From a Polaroid Look picture. that stud. Yeah, he's great. So uh, Henry is a photojournalist. Oh, uh, you, you did a great breakdown of Henry. Yeah, today. You wanna... he's a photojournalist. He is a living legend. Mm -hmm. He survived the Holocaust. He um, immigrated into the U.S. And not only did he survive, but he thrived here because he became one of the most prominent photojournalist of sure. his time he yep. has done the cover of life many yep. times yep. life magazine he has photographed elvis uh, jfk marilyn monroe, monroe the marx brothers andy warhol andy warhol andy warhol in his he's got some great andy out. warhol stories yeah. too he offered him a, a can of tomato soup and Harry's like what am i gonna do with a can yeah, i have got plenty of those he didn't home. take it can you imagine um, but he has a great, he has a great story. He, he has his survival story of the Holocaust is sensational. And the documentary on his life and on his story is so moving. Yeah. And I think that any per, any human being will relate, mm -hmm. understand, be inspired and motivated by his story. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever cried as much as I did watching a documentary and, yeah. uh, it's, and I get to like know him. It's so surreal and cool. Yeah, and the, the uh, documentary is out now. It's called Henry Dalman Looking Up. Yes, you can rent it on iTunes, on Amazon, mm -hmm. uh, Roku. Yeah, all over. You can yeah, just search for it. Um, please, please watch it. It's so freaking good. It's so important. Yeah, and it's such an important story. And then we had him on the podcast. And we got to have it. God, we are so lucky. We got to sit down with him and talk to him. I got to be photographed by him. Yes, you did. Unreal. And you photographed him. Yeah. And I painted. So, oh, another cool thing about him is that he, one of the photographs that he took, Andy Warhol stole from him yeah. and created a extremely famous painting off of his photograph. Mm -hmm. And he never paid him a dime or anything. Mm -hmm. Um so what I did is I painted Andy Warhol mm -hmm. and I gifted an original painting of Andy Warhol to and to Henry Dalman. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, hopefully that's going to cost a lot of money one day and you pass it on in your family. Uh -huh. Make and up make for, up uh, for uh, yeah. uh, Andy Warhol taking your photograph. I think we so. 
I think so. So happy birthday, Henry. He's a young man at 87. He's full of life and stories and knowledge and wisdom. He's such a character. He's, and he's just the best. Yeah, so. I miss him. I know. I know. So, uh, Henry, if you're listening, we love you, buddy. Yeah, happy birthday. All right, so I have a couple just quick hitters here, and then we'll get out of here. Just a couple <laughs> quick ones. Let's hear some quick good news. This is just quick. A kid named Quinn mm-hmm. using his 3D printer, and he's a kid, probably seven or eight. Yeah. Was cranking out ear guards for healthcare workers to put on their face masks to relieve pressure off of their ears. Yeah. And so what he did was he created with a 3D printer this device that holds... Little the, plastic device it, yeah, that like... It, it sort of clips it in and it pushes it back to the back of their head. Yeah. And it relieves the pressure off of their ears and it holds the mask in place. Kid is a hero and a genius. That's amazing. And so I think that his him doing that uh, has inspired others to step up because, you know, he the kid needs some help. And, yeah, uh, and and there's a lot of... I know my college, the college... I mean, probably every college has a 3D printer, I remember. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but this kid, Quinn... Nice. Nice job, Quinn. I uh, love all these creative, creative ideas. I have a final message, what? but it's not from me. It's from a grandma in Scotland. Okay. And I want to play it for everybody. Oh. Here's the final message of the show. Grandma in Scotland, take it away. Hello, everybody. I'm still here. I'm telling you, like a bad penny. There's no getting rid of me. I hope you're all keeping well and doing what you're told. Keep to the rules and you'll all be fine. It'll all pass. Bye-bye for now. Love you all and think about you a lot. So cute. Keep to the rules and it'll all be fine. It'll all pass. Bye-bye for now and I love you all. That is so sweet. Well said, Grandma Scotland. Uh Well said. That is so great. What an accent. What a great accent. Hello, everybody. Oh. I'm still here. I tell you, like a bad penny. Still getting rid of me. And I hope you're all keeping well and doing what you're told. Keep to the rules and you'll all be fine. It'll all pass. Bye-bye for now. Love you all. Think about you so long. That is so cute. Is that unreal? Uh-huh. So I wanted her to be the final uh, message of the day. Oh. Um, a glimmer of hope, message of hope, a beam of hope, I should say. Yeah. Keep to the rules and it'll all be fine. It'll pass. Bye-bye for now and I love you all. That is so great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love that I'm going to watch that every day. Uh-huh. So that's going to do it for good news, everybody. We really do love you all so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, We're sending you. You, you know what? Here, everyone, just get in for a second. Just bring it in. For Group a hug. hug. Bring it in for a hug. <laughs> ah, this is nice. <laughs> I, w- I should have taken a video of Joey. He was really hugging the air. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for all the great news. Thank you for sharing it so beautifully like you always do. Mm, For being such a light and so fun and great. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your lovely messages. Yes. And uh, we are so excited for Wednesday. Yes, we have to say what we need. Yeah, we need some things from all of you. So... Last Wednesday's episode was so fun, and I and we're so happy to see 
the overwhelming amount of people sharing it, loving it, being yeah. so excited about last week's and saying how much they were cracking up laughing. Yeah. So with that, we want to ask all of you to give us your stories for next Wednesday, but not embarrassing stories this time. This time it's your worst date story. Yep. It could be like your worst first date or just like a really like a date gone wrong. Yep. Um, so yeah. Oh boy. I'm excited to read them. Uh, I know. And please let us know if you want me to, if you want us to uh, share your name or keep you anonymous. Mm -hmm. And just uh, send, send them to the Joy and Amanda podcast Instagram. Yep. And we will read them. And I cannot wait to hear all of them. Cannot wait. Love you all so much. Thank you for everything. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.